Welcome to The Spin Up, a podcast where we focus on spinning up your life without spinning out of control. I'm Carly. And I'm Amy. And on this podcast, we talk about all things Peloton, fitness, nutrition, and balance, offering you all of our tips and tricks that we've learned throughout our journeys. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Spin Up. See you on the leaderboard. Hey guys, welcome to our second Peloton Power Play episode. Before we get into it, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what this segment is, if this is your first time hearing a Power Play episode. Basically, what these episodes are going to be are just little segments where we can hone in on a different aspect of the Peloton app. So we've already talked about bike boot camps. Today, we're going to talk about power zones a lot of people have requested us to talk about power zones so we can you know get to know maybe what it is um how you can use it how it's helpful and explain it to you so then you can take this ride that might be out of your comfort zone rather than you know stick with what you're used to so power plays are all about getting out of our comfort zone and trying something new so amy Tell us what Power Zones are. Start us off. Love it. Love it. Super excited to talk about Power Zones today because I love Power Zone training. I have been doing it for a really long time. I jumped into it before I even knew what it was. (laughs) So you guys are going to be way more prepared than I was with your first ride. So essentially, Power Zone training is designed to have you working at seven different levels of exertion. Um, They're referenced as zones, which we're going to get into in a little bit more detail shortly. But typically, the instructor will call out a cadence range. Instead of giving you a resistance range, they offer you what zone you should be working within. So each zone is a range of output that's appropriate for basically your fitness level. And we're going to talk about how to establish those zones, but you're really focused on maintaining a desired cadence while adding enough resistance to achieve a desired output, basically for your specific zone. So in case we're not super familiar with what output is. Um, It's basically measured as a combination of cadence and resistance and um, kind of just shows your rate of exertion um, on the bike. So it's a really good tool to use to improve your overall fitness. We've talked about how power zone training can help to get you to your PRs. Um, And so today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into exactly how not only your zones are calculated, but how they're going to help you to become a stronger rider overall. So first and foremost, we want to mention that, yeah, if you're a beginner, um, don't shy away from power zones. Like Amy just said, they will, you know, in turn, um, well, I almost said provide, I meant to say improve, you know, your overall fitness. Yeah. So um, if you're a beginner, don't be afraid, jump right into it. It's honestly better to do it as a beginner. Yes. Because honestly, the beauty of it, right, is that you're working at a specific, at a level that's specific to you. So Mm -hmm. the difference between a power zone ride and all of your other rides is that those um, like ranges and metrics that are being called out by the instructor, those is that's what's being called out for every person riding, yeah. regardless of their fitness level. When you get into power zone training, your zones are going to be customized Specific. to your fitness yeah. level. And again, we're going to tell you how to get that customization, but it's going to be such a more effective way to train mm-hmm. and to get your body to operate more efficiently because you're practicing those endurance levels through those yes. rides 
using a, a number that's specific to what your body needs. So before we even get into, you know, the FTP and stuff like that, let's talk about what the zones are. So there's seven different zones. Um, zone one is obviously going to be the easiest. It is very easy. Um, zone two is an endurance zone. So it's still easy, but it's not as easy as zone one. Zone three is going to be your tempo zone, which is moderate. And also when they refer to zone three, a lot of times it's like something you can hold for hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hours at a time. And then zone four is your lactate threshold, which is challenging. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't want to embarrass myself. No, no. Yeah. Um, zone five is your VO2 max, which is going to be hard. So you're actually going to start feeling yourself being pushed in zone five. Zone six is your anaerobic capacity zone, which is going to be very hard. And zone seven is your neuromuscular power zone, which is your absolute max. So when you're in zone seven, you are pushing. You're 150 percent mm -hmm. of your power. Yeah. <laughs> so you are way over 100 and you are breathless in zone yeah. seven. So think of it like zone five is about 100 to 120 percent and zone seven is 150. And if you're going back, zone one is, you know, less than 55 percent. Exactly. Um, no, I think it's really helpful to understand the zones and where mm -hmm. they stand. But what I know a question that I had and all of you are going to have is how do we understand those numbers? Like how do we understand our zones and those ranges? So just to give you like a basic idea and understanding, like if you're in zone three, it's going to give you a specific output to remain within. So maybe mm -hmm. that's like 100 to 120 just for, you know, purposes of giving you guys numbers. The way you determine that is through an FTP test. So FTP stands for functional threshold power, which is essentially the highest power that you can maintain for about one hour. The good news is you don't have to practice it at an at a, at a whole hour to essentially like get this number generated. There are tests that you are going to do. Um, they are 20 minute FTP tests. Um, you're always told to take either a 15 or 10 minute warm up ahead of time. Yes. But those those 20 minute FTP tests are going to challenge you to basically push your absolute maximum for an extended period of time. Um, when you take the test, you're going to be gassed. You might even be um, extremely tired for the preceding three to four days afterwards. So don't be surprised or alarmed <laughs> by that. Um, it's a really good thing because also, that's going to give you the most accurate. Yeah. Numbers. Also, don't be afraid of it at all. Yeah. Um, the warm up ride is very important because it will help introduce what the FTP test is going to be like, you know, get you ready for it because it can be very confusing if you're just hopping right on. Also, get your body warm because like Amy said, um, during your FTP test, you are going to want to push your absolute max. So then your zones are accurate. Yes. Um, and so at the end of your FTP test, there's essentially going to be something that pops up that you'll have the opportunity to either accept or decline. And what it is, is it gives you your average output. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll, you're going to want to hit accept because that's how you're going to get the little bar on your touch screen on all of your rides yeah. that shows you um, your zones. So as long as you accept that, that's going to enable your zone so that when you do filter into your power zone rides, mm -hmm. those zones are going to be there. They're also there on all of your rides. Oh, okay. So it's cool to reference your zones throughout other rides as well. Um, but you're going to really want that for when you're doing your power zone rides. 
Yeah, exactly. It's also nice to have mm -hmm. in your other rides because you can kind of relate back to your power zone rides, see where you're at and, you know, kind of base it off of um, that and how hard you're yeah. pushing. <clears throat> and like we said, it's a, it's a cool little bar that's kind of like color coded yeah. and it will show um, essentially where you need to be from an output standpoint yeah. and just heading back to the cadence and resistance conversation a little bit more, you have the flexibility. So if you're someone who likes to ride with a little bit higher of resistance, um, then you slow down your cadence to kind of, to kind of get you to that mm -hmm. zone that you need to be in and vice versa. Right? So if you lower your resistance and speed up your cadence, you're going to still fall within that same zone. Um, so a lot of times power zone training is all about that control feature. So getting your, your mind and your body to stick to a certain output, a certain threshold, a certain zone for an extended period of time. So this is really um, like mental strength training is involved in this as well. Yeah. Exactly, especially when you start getting into those longer classes, which yeah, I don't have much experience with yet, but we'll talk about that. Here, I've been telling Carly she needs to get into a 60-minute power zone ride. They're so good. I love them. I'm going to be talking shortly about one of a really, really good one, but <laughs> I just, I'm obsessed with them. Before we get into that, let's just talk about who teaches these classes. So yes. we have Matt Wilpers, Dennis Morton, Olivia, um, well, Olivia Amato, and Christine Dioracle. Um, I usually take the Power Zone classes with Olivia. I honestly haven't taken a class past 30 minutes yet a power zone class past 30 minutes just because that's usually how long I do cardio. So it's just what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, I do think that the longer rides will, you know, challenge the zones a little bit more. So I do want to start taking them yes. even though they, they definitely scare me. So maybe if someone wants to do it with me, like I'm down, let's do it together. Yeah. Who do you usually take? Um, Matt all day, every day. So <laughs> I typically take, um, he usually does like a uh, Saturday morning, 8 a.m. live. And I, that's like the only time I take live rides, <laughs> but I try to do them at least once a week for 45 to 60 minutes. And that is a lot of times what Matt specifically will recommend that you are in, incorporating power zone training at a, a time length longer than 45 minutes yeah. for once a week for it to be super effective. Um, because we're going to get into the different types of power zone classes that there are, but when it comes to leveraging power zone to build endurance over time, you kind of do have to get into a longer ride yeah. to really see those benefits. It will definitely help challenge you, especially because, well, before we even talk about that, let's talk about the different types of rides. So then we yes. can explain further. So, we have beginner rides, which is great for those of you just starting out. We have endurance rides, which um, oftentimes have like fun music. So they'll do like a pop endurance ride or rock endurance ride, whatever. Um, Power Zone Max rides. And am I missing anything? Yeah. So there's also just a Power Zone ride. Okay. Yeah. So in each... Each type of class notates like a certain zone output range mm -hmm. as well. Um, so like talking about the traditional power zone classes, that's typically when you'll see zones of anywhere from one to six. Um, but something like a power zone endurance ride, you might see four to six. And then the max, um, the power zone max mm -hmm. classes can go up to zone seven. Yeah. So they're a little bit focused, a little bit more focused on getting a higher output for a longer amount of time. Um, so the benefit here is that, you know, you could start off with beginner rides and kind of transition yeah. into some of these other different types of rides, depending on what your 
comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite style of these types of rides is the endurance. I honestly think that mine, since I've only taken 30 minute rides so far, which there is 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 75 minutes, and 90 minutes. That's obviously not counting your FTP test, which is 20 right. minutes. Yes. Or the warm ups, which are 10. But those are your options. So since I usually take 30 minutes, I find it's best when I take Power Zone Max rides because I can you know, push myself in those 30 minutes. Whereas when I take a power zone endurance ride for 30 minutes, I don't feel like I'm getting as good of a workout, but I want to try them for 60 minutes or 45 yeah. minutes. So I can experience my zones to their full potential. Because yeah. I think you haven't had a chance yet to really experience yeah. it because the intervals can only be so long in a 30 minute mm -hmm. ride. But like, for example, when you're in a 45 minute or 60 minute ride, the intervals and I hope this should not scare you because it's not scary. It <laughs> sounds worse than it is, but the intervals could be nine minutes long. It could be 11 minutes long. And th that's when you're really seeing benefits because you're challenging your body to hold the same pace, a consistent yeah. pace for a long period of time well, instead of these quick bursts of energy. Mm -hmm. The other reason why it shouldn't scare you is because if you're doing an endurance ride per se, like let's say you're in zone four, you're in challenging, but you're not staying in the max zone for right. 10 minutes. You're staying in like your challenging zone or your tempo zone. Yeah. You're not going to be pushing for nine minutes. And it's based on your own um your own zones right it's all based exactly on it's all relative to what you can handle and to be honest guys there are times too when like when I first started power zone I would say I think the more I've grown to um embrace it the more I do find it to be a little bit more challenging but mm -hmm. I used to feel like they were kind of like revitalizing and refreshing rides for me because um they just allowed me to just ride and really focus on experiencing like a consistent pace for a long period of time but not like it's not like you said it's not it's not your max yeah so it's like it's it's meant to be this comfortable pace that you can handle for a long period of time like a, specifically with an endurance ride you're staying really within zones two and three like i took a 60 minute one today and the only zones we hit were two and three yeah but it's challenging in a sense that when you want to, you know, start to pick up the pace, if the, if a, you know, really, if the bass drops or the chorus comes on, sometimes you're like speed up a little bit, but you have to really like say, nope, I'm going back to my zone three, not let that threshold go to zone four. Yeah. And that's where the challenge really lies. And like keeping your mind focused on hitting one specific um, like range of number for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely mentally challenging, even yeah. if it's not like this huge physical challenge it is yeah. definitely a mental challenge exactly and the best part about power zones is you could take your ftp test over and over i actually found that when i first very first started power zones i my ftp test wasn't accurate because i was so confused the first time i took it <laughs> and i remember telling amy i was like i just don't like it at all it yeah. makes no sense to me and she was like carly you're definitely doing it wrong and i was like <laughs> whatever i don't care so after a while i was like okay let me just take my ftp test again and now i find that my zones are a bit more accurate yeah um, as opposed to i didn't even have a zone seven <laughs> the first time i would really? i just like i don't know what happened it was just wrong. So I suggest you take it multiple times if you are confused or if you feel like your zones might be too easy for what they're calling out. Exactly. But that's why 
you know, don't be like me. I'm actually, guys, I promise next time we update, I will have taken a 45 minute one at least. Wow. I can't promise you a 60 minute one, but I, I promise a 45 minute one. And then I'll, I'll give you an update on how I feel about it. I love that. I'm really excited for you. We should take one live together. No pressure. Um, maybe (laughs) (laughs) join me on a Saturday, 8am with Matt. I'm telling you, you will love Matt. He is so great. But just getting back to like your FTP test and retaking the test from time to time. Yeah. Um, recently, I chose one of my classes of the yeah. week as my FTP test. And the reason why is because my average output increased by 10 points from the first time I took my FTP test. So it was really cool to see that growth. But also when I went back and took my first power zone class after that time, I saw the difference in my zones because you do start to feel it and it becomes more effective. So it's really important to constantly be updating that FTP test. So you are still challenging yourself because as we progress in our fitness journeys, we get a little bit more power under our belt. We get stronger. It's important that during these rides, you are, you know, at your current fitness level and continuing to test to be sure that that's where you're at. Exactly. Like I would say power zone classes are probably the best way to gauge your fitness level um, or improvement. I'm not going to say fitness level. I'm going to say improvement over time, other than, you know, retaking your first or a ride that you've already taken. Power zones will actually, they're pretty consistent overall. So if you Mm -hmm. take a power zone ride over and over or take your FTP test, Like that's a class that you can take over and over and actually see improvement. Definitely. And um, another thing too with power zone rides, and this is important because if you get into a power zone ride and you're like, all right, I'm going to race today. I'm going to PR. Like that's not the point of these rides. The point is to really focus on improving your efficiency. Like the, the main thing that the instructors will hammer this home to you is if you get into that ride with the mindset, like, I'm, I'm racing today. I'm getting a PR. You've got the wrong mindset and maybe hop out and do a different ride that day. Mm -hmm. Um, because power zone training is really about it. it, It's training, right? Like you have to train to be more efficient. And, um, before I get into it, I want to see if there's anything else you want to say, but I really want to talk about a specific ride that outlines the efficiency portion. of. I think you're good to talk. I think um, I agree with, with what you said. Don't be focusing on your output the entire, I mean, your final output, you know, after you take the ride, don't get discouraged if it's not your normal uh, output, total output, um, because it won't be. Chances are nine out of 10 times, it won't be your your normal, but you challenge yourself within those that time. So Amy, tell us what class it is. Tell us your recommendation. So this class is from 227.21. It is a 60-minute power zone endurance ride, um, and it is with Matt Wilpers. So the reason why I want you all to go take this class is because you are going to learn a ton about the benefits of power zone training and Mm -hmm. specifically of why endurance training is so important to our overall fitness. So if you're into kind of like analogies, you're going to love this because Matt throughout the entire ride talked about how our bodies can be compared to a vehicle and how, and like maximizing fuel efficiency and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it was really cool because it put like a tangible spin on like, Oh wow, that like, actually makes makes sense sense. you know so 
He first and foremost talked about the way that our body burns glycogen and like our glucose stores, which is like the first thing your body <clears throat> tends to burn off before it uh, jumps into those fat stores. So when you're doing these quick bursts of energy, you're burning glycogen really, really fast, which is great. Like that is, that's what gives you, that's what like gives us energy. But in the same token, if you come right out the bat at full force, those glycogen stores are going to burn away and you tend to burn out a little bit quicker, right? So the benefit of taking the time to basically train um, and burn that glycogen a little bit slower is that once that glycogen is depleted and you're taking it on a slower basis, you're kind of training your, your body to burn fat a little bit more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, basically he talked about how our bodies can be compared to like fuel tanks and over time they will become more efficient just like um, the way you drive your car, whether it's on a highway or a city street. Um, so when you come out at your max and burn that glucose to preserve immediately, um, he, he just talks about those differences. But outside of kind of like the glycogen stores and the way our body burns fat, some other things that it trains us to do to be more efficient is when we're in those consistent zones for a long period of time, we have to train our breathing to be more efficient, right? So yeah. once we're able to level out that breathing, where our heart rate becomes leveled out as well, thus you are becoming more efficient because now you're able to reserve some of that energy over a longer period of time. He also talks about your core body temperature. So once again, when you're doing the same thing at a long period of time, your body temperature tends to level out, thus making you more efficient through your workout. Now, getting into the details like on the bike, he also spoke a lot about like your pedal stroke and the consistency of that pedal stroke and how it relates to controlling your output. So when you have control over your pedal stroke and your output, now, once again, you're just able to be more efficient because you know that you are in control. So I spoke about earlier, kind of like staying within a certain zone range mm -hmm. offers you like a little bit of a challenge because you're forced to control yeah. yourself to stay in that range. But you're also becoming a more efficient rider from like a, a mechanics standpoint because you're controlling those pedal strokes and you're becoming more efficient because you're more aware of them. So I didn't touch on everything he said in that ride. I was trying to like viciously take notes. <laughs> so make sure you go take that ride because even if you like haven't done power zones before, please take this ride. If you need a couple breaks in between or, you know, you have to modify to make it your own, that is totally fine. Just get out of your comfort zone. Try this ride. I promise you, you are going to learn so much about how to be a more efficient athlete overall through endurance training that it'll be worth it in the long 10 run. times over. Yeah. Um, really quickly, I just want to add, there is a power zone. I'm trying to find it. Um, there's a power zone collection. I think it's like a four week. Oh no, it's a program. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was looking in the completely wrong spot. So if you're on the app on your touchscreen or whatever, I'm looking at the app right now, you could go to programs and, um, just scroll kind of down. It's, it's honestly the second to last one on my phone. I'm not sure if it's the same for everyone, but there's a discover your power zones program. So this program is a great introductory program. Um, first yeah, actually, so it puts you in to start, you know, start you slow, low impact ride, power zone, beginner ride, and then you get into your FTP test. 
in your FTP warmups and stuff like that. So this this program should ease you into it. Neither of us have tried it, um, but I think that it's pretty cool. A lot of people are have done it before, and I've heard great things about it. So something something to consider if you are looking into power zones, but you are still a little bit confused after this episode, um, which I hope yeah. you're not. <laughs> or even, honestly, like, because I think something we all, you know, we've talked about this before, like, if you're confused about which classes to take or which lengths or levels, this just gives you, like, a, a laid-out format yeah. to follow and, exactly. like, a plan to follow so that you don't have to come up with it on your own. Um, but even for me, like, I typically do these Power Zone classes once – a week, but I would love to do them a little bit more. So I've considered yeah. doing the program as well, just to hold me accountable um, to be doing it a little bit more. Yeah. Because I have to say, we talked about this in the PR episode and a couple others, but like power zone training, it's going to help you to be more efficient overall. And it, you're going to see a change in your numbers and your strengths once you start to integrate them. Yeah, I it's going to take time, but you will see it over time. Slow and steady wins the race. Baby. That is right. Consistency <laughs> is key. And Again, Matt said that in this ride that I'm talking about, it's all about consistency, baby. With anything in life, you've got to be consistent. It's true. It's you just. It's like starting a diet and day one being like, oh, I didn't see any changes. <laughs> well, you've got to be consistent over time. Exactly. And just stick to it and trust the process. Yeah. So let us know if you guys try out Power Zone classes. Um, let me know if you want to do a 45 minute class with me. I know Amy is like dying for me to take one. So yeah, she keeps asking you guys, but she hasn't asked yeah, me. Yeah, I don't want Amy there. I don't want her to see. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. Kidding. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for this Peloton Power Peloton Power Play episode. A lot of that's peace. a lot of peas. A lot of peas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining. Good luck with your power zones. Don't forget to. Subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and give us a good rating. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.